That to me is the opposite of good, exciting, watchable rugby. No team is going to get away from one another. Yeah, it's going to be wet and miserable, but so is Connor. So is Connor generally wet and miserable. Wow. OTB AM live weekday mornings from seven thirty on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So many critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. All right, time for the Friday Quick Picks. Will, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you getting on? Good. I think we have a leaderboard, so let's get straight into that and see exactly what's going on here. Look at this thing. Who, stats. Stats and stats on don't really mean anything. Fair play, Ashling. She's leading the way 80% of uh, correct predictions. Tommy's not far behind. Will is also. And then myself and Owen. How did this happen? What what went so badly over the last two weeks? I was like in second place there a while ago. What? I thought I've had a couple of good weeks. What, what? I, I, I actually have had a couple of good weeks. My record was 40-something the last time I see that leaderboard. What happened over the last couple of weeks, Will? What changed? To give refresh our memory. I'm not sure. I think we pretty much all went 100% last week, didn't we? With yeah. the four games, so that has to have helped. 80% sounds remarkably high uh, for Ashling. Is she Fishy like? Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is, has she literally got everything correct the last few weeks and just kind of slowly but surely we weren't paying attention because we didn't have a scoreboard and didn't realise that she's not going to lay the park because Possibly. Like, to get four predictions out of every five correct seems really, really high at this stage. Well, to be fair, last year um, she was knocking out of the ballpark with her predictions left, right and centre. She's pretty much continued. It's not a surprise to anybody that Ashing is top of the leaderboard, no. I suppose is the point. But um, uh, not, not so much the top of the leaderboard, more so just the margin of uh, lead currently. I can see us bringing back in things like predicting points and whatever else over the last couple of games. Uh, to try and keep this interesting yeah. into the final stretch otherwise she is going to run away with this I, I am interested to see which way we're going to go on these four games so we, I think we're all going one direction with the first game but let's not uh, get too far ahead of ourselves Derry Clare what have we got it's Derry across the board and um, Owen is probably the one that I've heard um, at all this week who's sounding a strong note of Hang on a second here. But there's going to be a lot, I think there's going to be a lot of hypocrisy in all of our arguments this this week. Like I, I do think that there is a bit of a, a recency bias to some of the teams that are coming through the quarterfinals. Or sorry, that came through round two of the qualifiers. I think that maybe we sometimes get carried away with like brilliant performances that have happened. Um, like for example, I think Armagh are very on brand right now because of what they did more recently than say Derry, uh, which was uh, their their ultra final was a few weeks uh, previous to that. But I just think. I don't know, I just think this thing's going to be more difficult for Derry than, than we think. And I think that comes with the expectation. They're favourites to, to, to win a game this season. You know, it's a, it's a team that they're expected to beat uh, against a side that have won in Crow Park already this season that are a good team, that are another Division 2 team. It's two teams that are stuck in Division 2 again next year going head-to-head. And I know Derry beat them well in the league this year. The only kind of form between these teams that we have. And, like, I have predicted Derry to win. Like I'm, ju- I'm absolutely watching this tomorrow with a with a, with a sense of you know Clare could do something very very interesting in this. I'm, I'm not sure if they have the legs to go all the way with this this Derry team, but if the cliche about Clare down through the years has been Colum Collins has done this incredible job, then we have to have trust that Colum Collins will have a game plan to nullify Derry and to exploit Derry tomorrow. So um, I think that I think that this this is going to be a it, this is a, a dark horse for, for potentially one of the games of the weekend. Well. 
Yeah, I'm not going to be shaken from my belief that Derry are going to deliver. Like, I think you're talking about a lot of intangibles when one of the strongest arguments being made against Derry is this idea of, you know, how are Derry going to translate to playing at Crow Park? I was there the last time that they played in Crow Park, which was the Division 3 football final last year, and they ran riot at Crow Park. So I don't share that concern about Derry. Like, they've been very impressive so far. Appreciate Owen's point, too, that sometimes we look at the teams who've come through a couple of round of qualifiers in recent weeks, and we kind of put the provincial winners to the back of our mind to a little bit. But Derry have been so impressive in everything that they've done so far. You know, won pretty handsomely when the teams met in the league. I appreciate that was a few months ago now, and a lot has probably changed since. Clare will definitely come on from the way they finished that game against Roscommon. But if we're being deadly honest here, Roscommon absolutely s the togs towards the end of that game in the qualifiers and like they opened the door for Clare Clare took their chances and I'm sure they're going to come on from the experience of uh, winning that game and particularly getting a game at Crow Park and it's it's important we don't patronise Clare too like we said yeah. kind of outset the year when they played against Limerick that there's this idea of you know aren't Clare doing very well you know to stay in Division 2 etc like they've been a consistent Division 2 team for quite some time now and there'd be the feeling that they want to kick on in the championship now and potentially get to a semi-final so I think it's perfectly understandable if Clare people have got expectation that they can go out there although I think it's very understandable that Derry are you know strong favourites going into this game and that's the reason we've backed them across the board isn't it? Can, can I ask if it was Ross Common against Derry today would we have a clean sweep for Derry? Yeah. I'm not sure I think there might have been a, a, a predictor or two if we can call ourselves that uh, in there going for Ross Common like Clare beat that Ross Common team were good enough I know you, you are right Will they, they, there was a bit of a crumbling from Roscommon late on maybe Clare got the, the rubber of green a, a little bit late on but they still had to deliver on that they still had to, to be in that position to uh, to take advantage of a team that, that was crumbling a little bit so there, there's not a whole pile between Clare and Roscommon I, I think so that's why I've got that's why I've got really like big hopes for this as a, as a contest All you've done is tempered my um prediction of what the score, score difference will be. What do you think I, it's going to be? I, I, on the basis of what you are saying there, maybe a little bit tighter than I might have predicted initially, but maybe four or five points, maybe a little bit more. Possibly. Like, Derry have been getting goals in games, and they've been getting early goals in games, and if they get an early goal yeah. uh, at the weekend and get early control of this game, I, I think that it would be very hard to see a different outcome other than a Derry win. And also a lot the of one thing is, go on, will Clare you? probably won't set up Adrian in a way that some of the teams have been counter-attacked by Derry. Like, I think Clare are going to be clever to not invite the counter-press back onto them and Clare might actually play a little bit conservatively. Although, it was interesting, I was reading Eamon Fitzmaurice talking about the fact that maybe there might be merit in Clare at different times squeezing up the press, particularly onto the Derry kick-out to try and put pressure onto them. So, it's going to be an intriguing uh, tactical battle coming into this weekend. This is the, the nice thing about having what feels like a relatively fresh matchup, with the exception of them playing, themselves, playing each other in the league. Like It feels a while since these teams have played. I know we'll talk about the wonderful familiarity of Kerry and Mayo in a little bit but that's one of the intriguing things about the tactical battle tomorrow is how far do Clare push up or do they stay conservative full in the knowledge that Derry will love the idea of Clare committing players forward and space being left behind because exactly like Owen said they've blitzkrieg teams on the counter-attack throughout the season so far Yeah, Carl McCaig was going with Derry and for anybody who hasn't just watching us on demand and hasn't seen that go and check it out over there he's, uh, he's very good and I'm going with him Dublin Cork is next up and um Dublin across the board. I, this is I don't know if this is spent. Uh, we should spend a huge amount of time oh, talking about is, this, but this like, is, like Cork have had very little to be en route to get here. They <laughs> call them outside as uh, producer call them not happy with us. But listen, Shane, uh, I think in terms of genuine top ten teams to get there, like Limerick, and then the Louth game was only by four points. And if you do that whole Irish thing of Louth. Um, 
who Kildare obviously pulled, pulled us under, who Dublin subsequently pulled us under. I don't think there's any discussion about this one, really, is there? Like, as fortunate draws go, Adrian, they got the two teams who were promoted from Division 3 at home in the qualifiers together. Yeah. Are you an intake of breath, as in we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves here? or No, as in, like, I'm, it's very hard to <laughs> find something interesting yeah, yeah, to say yeah. about it. Uh, like, I mean, 20, 2019 was an interesting one. Like, I mean, this was... Um, heard it, was it the football pod referred to as a dead rubber in 2019? People forget this was the first game of the, the Super 8s in 2019 right. in, in Croke Park, mm-hmm. uh, Dublin against Cork. Like, this was the opening night, so Dublin had to show up and play well. And Cork got at them a little bit and I accept that sounds stupid considering Dublin scored like five goals that night but in the context of Dublin being infallible during those six years when they won all the All-Irelands I think Cork got at them and there is this like pig-headedness that we know that every Cork person has and uh, it's the, the great thing about them and and, what you're talking about uh, I, I'm, like I am looking forward in, in kind of an exhibition way to seeing like um, Sherlock and O'Mahony uh, assuming they're both playing and everybody's fit for Cork uh, in, in Cork Park this weekend and seeing what they can do to that Dublin full back line that had questions asked of them during the league and I, I do think that the caution around uh, anointing Dublin as All-Ireland champion so far is around that defence so maybe we can get some questions answered about Dublin this weekend in terms of what they'll concede I, we won't we, we'll look at maybe right but they'll, but, con- they'll score enough to exactly. look, when, we're, when we're predicting uh, when Dublin get through here and we're talking about previewing the semi-final we're not going to be basing any of it based on Cork really o- unless Cork show some frailties in the Dublin defence which is my point I think there's a yeah, chance okay. that maybe um, there, there is just more questions asked of the Dublin defence okay. but then again the, the Kildare full forward line should have been able to ask those questions moving swiftly on Galway Armagh and let's see which way our predictions are predict that there's going to be a bit of a difference here now there is and it's only one way Tommy's gone for Galway and everybody else has gone for Armagh and look at I do think in terms of the finest margins between teams this is probably the one for me um, if we're saying Dublin, Dublin Cork is definitely going one direction I'm really not sure about this one but it's for me purely based on the fact that uh, Galway I haven't really I haven't obviously played a competitive game in a couple of months um, it's been a mad quirk of that you get badly punished to win your provincial championship, but a bit of a mad quirk of this setup. But um, uh, in contrast, the best thing to happen to Armagh was obviously losing to Donegal um, at the start of May. A couple of weeks to regroup after that, and then obviously bang at it against Tyrone. And uh, they're very fit, and um, they they've had their little circuitous route. They've had opportunities for retribution, obviously um, all along the way. Listen to Kieran Donny after the game the last day talking to Oshin. He was saying all the right things about you know where where they're at. Really complimentary, obviously about the about Kieran McGinley. Uh And look, I I also think I think that that's a factor. You've got you're in that Armagh side. You've got the two Kierans in your ear heading into that game because I do think a big part of it will be you know like it's pointed out in one of the papers this morning it might be the star about Galway's shocking record at Croke Park it might have been two wins from 17 games since the 2001 final like we mentioned about the factor of playing at Croke Park for across a few of these previews today but it's for those reasons Galway's in action um, the two Cairns in your ear from an Armagh point of view and like Galway do have a bad record at Croke Park but you know, I, I, uh, for those reasons, I'm leaning towards Armagh. Will, what are you thinking? Yeah, you've probably sold in a few of the arguments there before we even start. But um, look, it's hard not to be very impressed with the way that Armagh have played in recent weeks while Galway were sitting at home, shining up the Nestor Cup and waiting for this fixture to come around. They're the only slight spoiler ahead of our chat about Kerry and Mayo. They're the only provincial champion that I'm actually opposing against in the predictions today. And that's more so about Armagh than it is about Galway. I'm shocked that Tommy Rooney has not gone for Armagh because he has backed Armagh, I think, if whoever's in the stats for the board for pretty much every game we've had this year. And then he flips for Galway uh, once Armagh get back to Crow 
Park for an All Ireland quarter final. So it's um it's you know it's been remarkable for Marmar really. It feels like it's only a few weeks ago where we were talking about you know difficult qualifier draws for them and potentially you know Kieran McGinley be under pressure right. and then yeah. they've produced a couple of big performances now to get to a quarter final. I think they're coming with a real steam behind them. I think they're a very exciting team. I think Crow Park is going to suit them. As you say, Galway have got a horrific record at Crow Park, which even in recent memory uh, goes back to losing out to Roscommon in the Division Two League final only earlier this season. And I just, yeah, I think that this Armagh team are moving really well and I fancy them to beat Galway at the weekend. But yeah, this is probably, with the exception of Kerry Mayo, which is also a very, very tight encounter, probably the toughest one to call for this weekend. I thought we were going to have a 50-50 split in this. I did too. I have to say, I thought it was going to be much tighter than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I guess maybe we're all getting sucked into the, to the recency bias that we talked about at the top of the show here, that Armagh's run through the qualifiers is affecting us, but we can't uh, forget that it's been really impressive, like beating Donegal, in my eyes, is more impressive than beating Roscommon, which also happened uh, a longer time ago. And that's not the entire basis of it. It's actually the, the third Kieran that I'd be putting my trust in this weekend and, and that Armagh defence and, and what they're doing under McKeever and uh, how they managed to lock up the, this, this Galway defence, which is probably giving me a little bit of, of extra hope. So I would, I would have more hope in Armagh locking up Galway's forwards than vice versa. And that's just why I'm going for, for Armagh. Like, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but it's it, it's something that maybe they've, they've shown over the last couple of weeks that that defence can be uh, pretty watertight when it needs to be. Like, they got to grips with, with Donegal after their purple patch early in, in, in that qualifier game. And I still think early in that qualifier game, everything was going over the bar for Donegal. Maybe Armagh were happy enough for them to be taking the shots from where they were taking them from. They weren't necessarily in that traditional scoring zone and, and maybe Donegal were overachieving their, their expected points, if you can use that phrase, at that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that actually the, the Armagh defence is, is something that's that's been pretty impressive so far this year, even though it's the, the attacking flair and the kick passing, which has been the, the stuff that's kind of wowed us all and the stuff that we, we've loved so much about watching this Armagh team all the way back to the, the first night of the league in Croke Park. Mm. I do, I do think the idea of an Armagh Derry semi-final is an absolute cracker. Just everything that would be involved there um, would be would be a belter. So let's go Armagh. Um, Mayo Kerry Will's already hinted at his uh, tip here. Kerry across the board. Did you not say that you were you were opposing the provincial winners? Will I've obviously missed. No, just one. No, the only one. Ah, I'm sorry, opposing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kerry across the board. Um, and look at again. There's a case for Mayo here, but on form, Moylesy um, was on with the lads during the week, Will, making the point that like uh, maybe Mayo are suited this Kerry team, and I think Owen was the one that said uh, tongue in cheek that they don't like it up them, but like the idea that you know you might get a few of those uh, Mayo defenders bombing on, like the few of those Lee Keegan pitching wedge points that are. You know, if we could pick out something that should deserve an award at the end of the season, the quality of some of those scores from where he's coming from and the manner of the execution is, um, they are sights to behold, but probably not enough, Will, to get the job done here on Sunday. I don't think so. But again, like from the start of the programme today, I would share Owen's concern, which is that Kerry could well come into this reasonably flat because of just the lack of championship action that they've had and the ease with which they won the Munster Championship, even though you know Cork frustrated them a little bit. It was such a comfortable win against Limerick. And then a long wait from last month to wait for this fixture to actually come around. And obviously, you know, we have to wait and see what's going to happen with David Clifford's fitness ahead of the game. We saw how, you know, Kerry dismantled a little bit when Clifford went off the pitch in the All-Ireland semi-final last year in the defeat against Tyrone. So there are question marks that obviously 
obviously hang over Kerry at the same time you could look at the bank of work that Kerry have behind them this year where they won the National Football League where they look comfortable in the league final when they played against Mayo uh, the last time that they met it's like it's hard to argue against what Kerry have done so far but are they going to be a little bit rusty and if they are does that give Mayo an opportunity the argument I think against Mayo is probably partly coming into the excitement that we've seen some so far in the qualifiers like the way that they you know really used up probably eight of their nine lives against Kildare in the last round of the qualifiers to actually get here like we salute the fact that Mayo were able to dig in and the exciting finish in the way that they won the game but realistically I think most teams left in the All-Ireland Championship would have put the foot in the neck when they were six points up in the way that Kildare were during that game so Again, you're talking about so many different intangibles and the idea of Mayo being great and their run through the back door and you know, they can potentially beat anybody on their day. But you're talking about a Mayo team getting to a level to beat someone on their day if they're going to beat Kerry. I think Kerry have to be a little bit off it if Mayo are going to win as well. I agree with that last bit that uh, Will said and I, I think that's kind of a key reason why we're all going for Kerry here. It's we, we know that they can turn it on and they can be at their awesome best when everybody in that forward line is is firing and I guess in the context of this weekend fit if everybody in that carry forward line is fit we know what they can do but it's actually kind of the, the other side of the ball which is the most intriguing element for Kerry this year that there is this intangible mentality question around Kerry that existed last year choking against her own and we could debate this one way or another when we preview this weekend we won't know until Sunday afternoon if that's a, a true thing something that we do know for certain is that Kerry got undone by soft enough goals in that game against Tyrone last year. They got done in a soft goal against Cork the previous year. So it's not just a mentality thing, it is the concession of goals, which has absolutely um, sidetracked Kerry's chance at winning an All-Ireland over the last couple of years. You can even go back to the 2019 replay, the Merchant goal. Green flags have been Kerry's problem uh, in conceding over the last couple of years, as much as the mentality question. So if you dig into the numbers, there was actually signs of this happening last year in the Munster Championship. They played Clare, they played Tip, they played Cork in the Munster Championship last year. They hammered all three. You'll remember nothing about any of those games. But what I can tell you is that they conceded a goal in every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. And when they got to Croke Park against Tyrone, they ended up conceding three of them. And that was their championship done and dusted. This year, it probably feels like Kerry went through the Munster Championship in exactly the same way as last year. As in, beating everybody pretty healthily and put in front of them. The one difference, though, is that they didn't concede a single goal. That absolutely maintains when you compare last year's league to this year's league. 2021, they conceded six goals in just four league games. This year, they conceded just two goals in eight league games. So when you look at those numbers, you can absolutely make a case that Kerry are far harder to score goals against this season. And as a result, and this is stating the bloody obvious, is that they are far harder to beat this year than they were last year. And that's all you can judge it on. Yeah, statue I mean, to Paddy Talley up on the Dingo Peninsula when they get this done. Uh, is that Paddy Talley? Then there is like I mean, then there's all the other kind of um, stuff that we can chat about, and, and maybe maybe they will crumble on Sunday, and all of a sudden that becomes front and center. It's not just about conceding goals. It is where is where is his team's head at? The, the other things you can you can say to be fair, like on the Mayo context, is the the, the, the sway the players they were missing on League Final Day, and we were going through this the other day. Rob Henley, Oshin Mullen, Paddy Durkin, David O'Connor, Owen McLaughlin missing those players for the League Final is the reason why they lost by such a huge amount. Jordan Flynn coming off injured did not help. Killian O'Connor not being Killian O'Connor that day, just coming on for the last 15 minutes, didn't help. And as we've said, they are not going to leave Paul Jogohora one-on-one with David Clifford uh, if he plays and is fully fit this weekend either. So those are things that have that have changed considerably from a game that took place 80 days ago. Uh, let's not forget, over 80 days ago at this right. stage. So uh, I, 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 I think if you weigh up the, the, the measurables, Kerry still have the edge in this game, but but it will be tight. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it like I said earlier in the show. I, it's it is literally I, it, with Mayo. It is impossible to predict anything with any sort of certainty. With the other games, you can sort of say, well, we think if everything goes according to plan, it probably should go this way. But you're absolutely right. We could there there. Uh, I I think we're all uh, going for Kerry, obviously. So we're all expecting that's the way it goes. But none of us are going to be shocked if Mayo come through this by a couple of points. Like that's the one. If Mayo were to win it, it'd be a couple of points. Kerry could end end up winning it by a margin. I I think that's probably will be my general summation on it um, and we will see we'll update the leaderboard next year were we harsh on Cork earlier in the in the chat was it no I was just uh, sad not to see Cork colours and the quick picks that was it really yeah it's no case though, I can't it? argue with yeah. any of it but mm-hmm. uh, very aesthetically pleasing match to look at would be my takeaway nice shade of red and blue the high sparrow has spoken that's it <laughs> right oh uh, quick picks for this week in the can thanks Will see you lads I absolutely adore them lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.